morning. Welcome back into our virtual worship service and welcome to 2021. Today we'll be talking about Obadiah. You may not know, be very familiar with Obadiah's story. He's found in 1 Kings chapter 18, but we're going to be talking about some things that he can teach us about resolutions, how we can make and how we can keep the spiritual resolutions in our life that we need to be focusing on this year. Let's make 2021 the biggest year yet, the best year of our personal growth, but also the most impact that we've ever made in the kingdom of God. For Christ in the church, there are boys that bring that as father to me, brother Rose, Master King. Let us work with the in the strength of you, and loyally stand for the kingdom of truth. For probably been making some resolutions. It's kind of what we do at the end of a year. As we look forward into the new year, we start looking at what we want to change, what what didn't work well this year, uh, what are some things that we can, we can do better, uh, what are some ways that we can benefit ourselves. And so we make some New Year's resolutions. Maybe you want to lose weight, 
Uh, maybe you want to make more friends. Maybe you want to do more things, travel more. Uh, whatever the resolution is, this year I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to make some spiritual resolutions. Um, a lot of times our resolutions focus more on the physical side of things, don't they? Uh, I, I want you to maybe reframe the way you think about resolutions though and at least add in some spiritual resolutions into your year, into your year this year, in 2021. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking about a guy who was steadfast. I was just focused, persistent in his striving for betterment. Uh, this particular guy lived in a tough season in Israel's history, and that kind of sounds familiar to us as well, right? We live in a difficult season in America's history. Um, but this guy was righteous, and we want to be righteous as well. And so I want us to turn to the book of First Kings, chapter 18. As we've gone through the pandemic and we've, we've thought about what it means to be righteous in a difficult time, my mind has gone to Elijah and his ad adverse adversity with, uh, with uh, Ahab, King Ahab. Uh, several times this year, I, my mind has gone back to that. And I, I, th I think that's an appropriate um, place for us to go back to today as we think about uh, a guy who was steadfast and he was resolved uh, to, to be righteous and, and to do right things. But it's not Elijah that we're going to be talking about today. It's actually a guy named Obadiah. You probably don't know that much about Obadiah because the Bible doesn't say that much about him. In fact, most of what we know about him comes right here in 1 Kings chapter 18. But what we do know uh, leaves us impressed with a guy who is high up in Ahab's uh, state. He is, in fact, Ahab's second in command. Ahab trusts this guy. But Obadiah does not follow Ahab's religion. He doesn't follow Ahab's theology. Ahab is a wicked king. In fact, Kings is going to tell us that Ahab is one of the most wicked kings in a long line of wicked kings. But this guy, Obadiah, his, uh, his chief of staff, is a, an incredibly righteous guy. And I think there are some things that we can and should learn from Obadiah today as we think about making some spiritual resolutions, here's three things that we can learn uh, from, from Obadiah. Obadiah's got some persistence. If you go back through and you read 1 Kings chapter 18, it doesn't take long, and it's a very interesting story, a story I'm sure you're familiar with already. But focus this time as you read through it on Obadiah. This guy is persistent. I want you to read 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 3. Listen to what the Bible says about Obadiah. Now Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. That last little disclaimer about uh, Obadiah's faith uh, and his respect and awe and reverence for the Lord is not said about very many people at all. Uh, in fact, this little disclaimer here, now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, is only said one other time in all of Scripture. 
if you think back to 1 Samuel chapter 12, Samuel is giving Israel what they want. They, they want a king, but Samuel knows because God's told them that this is not what's right for Israel. And so there will be a cost to this uh, king that they want so bad. And God's going to send this thunderstorm uh, during the wheat harvest, during that, that time. I'll, I'll let you go back and read the story for yourself. It's very interesting. There's some things there that we need to pick apart later maybe. Uh, but right now what I want you to see is those people feared the Lord greatly. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 18, I think is where um, that, that is said of them. But it's said of them during a time of incredible repentance. They had seen God's power in this thunderstorm and knew that they had sinned. And so they repented. As a nation, they repented um, because they had seen God's incredible power. That's the only other time it's ever said in Scripture that someone feared the Lord greatly. Now, many people, obviously, in Scripture fear the Lord, respect, reverence, and awe. All that's caught up in, in this idea of fear. It's not being afraid, but it, it's reverence and, and awe, respect, um, this incredible love. But it's never said anywhere else other than these two times in Scripture that someone feared the Lord greatly. And so you got to think that Obadiah has an incredible faith. He has obviously seen God's power. Right now in 1 Kings chapter 18, they are in the midst of a three-year drought. It hasn't rained for three years because Elijah said it shouldn't rain for three years. Um, God has stopped up their heavens from, from rain, uh, from raining down on Israel and bringing them their crops and, and, and all the things that rain brings for us has not happened in three years uh, at this point. And so it's pretty obvious to Obadiah that God is 100% in charge, that he is completely sovereign over every aspect of life. And so for Obadiah, that engenders in him this incredible respect, reverence, and awe. Um, and so he feared the Lord greatly. Now, if you think that was easy in Ahab's administration, you need to go back through and you need to read about Ahab in his life. This is not a nice man. He is, in fact, wicked. Um, he, he's an evil person, an evil man, and a very, very bad king for Israel. Um, in a line of bad kings like we talked about earlier, he is special in, in his wickedness. It's during his day that he, Israel will start worshiping the Baals and the Azurah, but it's during his time that that becomes a state-sanctioned religion. Uh, the king himself is going to be involved in that, is going to be pushing that agenda. So if you think it's easy uh, for Obadiah to fear the Lord greatly, to have this incredible reverence and respect and awe for the Lord during Ahab's time, you need to go back through and reread Ahab's life. This guy, Obadiah, has some incredible persistence with his faith, doesn't he? Um, it, we're going to need that same kind of persistence with our spiritual goals. If you're making spiritual resolutions right now, you're thinking, you know what, you're right. I do need to make some spiritual resolutions. Some things need to change spiritually for me in 2021. In 2020, I did this and it was okay, but I want to do better in 2021. 
And so maybe you're thinking through some spiritual resolutions. That's awesome. That's what we want to be thinking about right now. Uh, what we can do in the kingdom and the impact that we can have in the kingdom in 2021 and in 2022 and on 10 years, 15 years, and 50 years, 100 years from now. That's, that's what we need to be thinking through right now so that it happens then. Um, we need to be asking God's blessing on those things and be working ourselves to make those things happen. But that takes an incredible amount of persistence on our part. That's something that we can learn from Obadiah. We need, to, we need to stay steadfast in this. We need to overcome obstacles. It's very hard to change what you value and your priorities. And so when we start thinking about what we're focused on uh, right now, today, what are you focused on? What do you spend a lot of your time on? Uh, that that's a pretty easy way to figure out what you value. And so do you value spending time with God or do you value something else? What you spend your time doing indicates what you value. Now, like we said, values and priorities are very difficult to change because you didn't, uh, you, you spent most of your life up until this point Valuing those things and prioritizing those things, and it's not going to change overnight. And so you're going to have to keep reminding yourself as you battle through making this a priority, as you battle through valuing certain things, uh, spiritual things, you're going to have to keep reminding yourself, I don't prioritize that, I shouldn't prioritize that, I don't value that anymore, now I value this spiritual resolution that I've made. Um, that, that's going to take a lot of persistence on your part to keep beating that inside your head, to keep reminding yourself day after day that this is what I value, this is what I prioritize, and this is what I'm going to do, even though my old habits keep tugging at me, keep pulling at me uh, to, to do life the way I used to do it. Uh, we need to be persistent, just like Obadiah is persistent. Obadiah understood something that we need to grab hold of. There's coming a day when we're going to stand in front of God and we're going to have to give an account of how we've acted, what we've done with the time that he's given us here. What did we prioritize? What did we value? Obadiah grabbed a hold of that ball. Man. I think that he understood that better than most people in his day, that there was coming a day when he was going to have to stand in front of the Lord and tell him, why he made certain decisions, why he valued certain things, why he prioritized certain things. And he wanted to be able to answer those questions easily. There's some difficult questions coming on that day for some of us. I'm going to challenge us today, myself as well as you, to be able to answer those questions easily. To be able to say, well, Lord, I, I value these things because they're your things, because they're spiritual things, because they advanced your kingdom one more step in my lifetime and it made my children uh, made the kingdom of my children inherited even better it gave my children a leg up it made your kingdom a little bit better here in this place we're going to stand in front of the Lord one day we need to be able to answer those questions and what you value and what you prioritize right now the resolutions that you're going to make this year going to be answered on that day. So we want to make sure that we make the right resolutions. 
Don't focus on stuff that's temporal. There's a lot of stuff in this world that takes our attention away from what's really important. And that stuff, it's going to be burned up on that day. It's not going to matter on that day. On that day, what's going to matter? The spiritual resolutions that you make today, this year. That's what's going to matter on that day. How far you've grown. How far you've come. Who you became. And so that all boils down to what resolutions do you make? What spiritual resolutions are you going to make this year to make that day better? To make that day easy? To make that day a joy? Something you're looking forward to? That's one thing we can learn from Obadiah. We need to be persistent. Because this is going to be an uphill battle for us. This is going to be a little bit difficult. Like I said, we're not used to this necessarily. Um, especially if you've been prioritizing and valuing other things, which is so easy to do, especially uh, in coming off the year that we've had. Um, it's easy to value and prioritize certain things that aren't necessarily biblical and aren't necessarily good for us to value and prioritize. So this is going to be an uphill battle. Be ready for that and be persistent, keeping that day in mind. And that will help you push through. Second thing we can learn from Obadiah was he was forced to do some things that found him in, a, in an uncomfortable situation. And we're going to be finding ourselves in probably several uncomfortable situations as we make good on our resolutions for 2021, as we make good on our spiritual resolutions for 2021. You're going to find yourself in uncomfortable positions probably. Let me share with you uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, uh, starting in verse uh, 9. Ahab has uh, been looking for the prophet Elijah, and he hasn't been able to find him anywhere. He's looked at every kingdom around them, thinking Elijah has run to one of these other kingdoms for safety. He, he can't find him. He's, he's looked for him, but to no avail. And, and so now Elijah has appeared to Obadiah. They, Ahab has gone this way across the country, and Obadiah has gone this way. They're looking for grass to feed their animals so that maybe some of their animals don't die uh, across the entire kingdom. Uh, and so as Obadiah is traveling this way, looking for grass, he encounters Elijah. And Elijah says, hey, Obadiah, go tell Ahab, I'm here, I want to talk to him. And Obadiah kind of says, um, that's a death sentence for me because when I go tell him that you're here and that you want to talk to him and you don't show up because the Spirit of the Lord is taking you away to protect you and I don't know where to find you, Ahab's going to have to kill me. Literally, is going to kill me, and so I don't. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable here, Elijah. Uh, remember, I, I'm the one that's been righteous uh, in Ahab's administration. In fact, I've got the evidence to prove it. I, I hid a hundred prophets.